Believe in yourself, reach out for your dreams. Don't surrender, there is more than it seems. Hold on and fight, follow your heart. This is your way, love is what you make of it. Hi, this is Dr. Joe Luciani welcoming you to another session of self-coaching, where real-life emotional struggle, whether it's depression, anxiety, relationship conflict, losing weight, or simply handling life's challenges are all addressed, teaching you to become your own best coach. Well, welcome back to another episode of Self-Coaching. And today's episode will be the magic of optimism. But I'd like to begin with a little story happened to me last week. I was in the park with my three-year-old granddaughter, Elia, and, and I found this little button. I mean, it was the size of maybe your, your pinky fingernail. It was a daisy, little white petals and a yellow center. And, and I gave it to Elia, and she said, this is a magic button. And I'm not sure how she meant it, uh, but for her, this button had significance. She gripped it in her hand. And she said, thank you for this magical button. She was playing and playing and going up and down on the swings and the, uh, the slides. And the magic button got lost. And Elia was distraught. She had the magic button and now she lost it. So, of course, being her grandfather, I told her that I would scour the park looking for that magic button. And I did. I went to the park. Actually, I used I, I run around that park. So after my, my jog each day, I would stop. And I would begin to scour the park for that button, that magical button. And every time I talk to Elia, she asks if I found the button. And it's been seven days now and seven days of scouring and no button has come up. So let's get back to Ellie's button a little bit later. But I want to start with that story, the magic that children impose on life itself. And I would guess most children believe in magic. I mean, I think that, you know, what is magic? Well, magic is, by definition, something that has the power to make impossible things happen. And for a child, you know, it could be anything. I, you know, I... I grew up believing in Santa, the magic of Santa and the Easter bunny. These were magical concepts. We believe these. It was black and white. There was no, no questioning as to how this could possibly happen or why it could happen. It just was. And once you believed something, especially as a child in that black and white form, it was a sacrosanct. Nothing could interfere with that or so I thought, let me tell you, <laughs> digress a second. I guess I was about six, seven, five. I'm not sure how old I was young, but I believed in Santa and it was Christmas Eve. And one of the neighbors across the street had decided that he was going to visit every house on the block dressed as Santa. Well, wonderful idea. And he went to house number one, and house number one offered Santa a shot of whiskey. 
house number two, three, four, five shots of whiskey. <laughs> By the time Santa got to our house, he was a drunk Santa. And, and he was scary Santa. And uh, it was so scary, my cousin and I ran and dove under the bed to avoid this horribly drunk, loud, uh, kind of uh, rude Santa. And, you know, it was from that point on that the black and whiteness of, of believing in Santa began to erode. Maybe it took a year, maybe two, but that that childhood belief in the power that makes impossible things possible, it began to erode. So children do have that. And take, for example, the power of mama. I, I watch my grandkids when, when something hurts them, where they fall or stumble or get nicked or bit by a mosquito. First thing they go is, mama. And why is that? Well, parents and mamas and dadas have the power. You see, so those things that we project our power onto have this power to heal, to help, to help us tolerate, to handle things. And children need that concrete expression. So what about you? Where's your magic? And what if you're struggling, you know, with anxiety, depression, or just life challenges? Where's the magic? Where's that thing that you can believe in that will help you handle and extricate yourself from your struggles? I mean, it would be nice if we had uh, a kind of charm that we could kind of grab onto and believe in that charm, and then everything would be okay. But we don't, not directly. So I would guess you're, you're probably listening to this podcast and you're shaking your head and you're saying, well, we don't have a Santa and we don't have an Easter bunny and there are no magic wands. And there really is no magic because I've grown up and that black and white world is far behind me and there's no escaping it. Life is what it is. You know, it's, it's not that we've become cynical. It's just that we've become more, uh, I guess, empiricist. We become more reality-based. And we realize that, uh, you know, certain things uh, will not take away our problems. There's no, as I say, a magic wand. We can't just wish it away. But is that so? Is, that, is it true that there can be no magic? So let me offer what, what I might call adult magic. Okay, we have your attention. What is adult magic? I'm going to teach, I'm going to teach you, I'm going to suggest to you where your magic could be and how you can resurrect the magic in your life. So plain and simple, it's the magic of optimism. Now, you might say, well, well, that's not very magical. Well, hang in there. Let me explain it to you. You see, with Santa and Easter Bunny or Daisy Buttons, the magic is in the ability to believe. Okay? And I remember a, a, um, a BBC film 
of Carl C.G. Jung, Carl Jung, the Swiss psychiatrist. And Jung was being interviewed, and the interviewer asked Jung, do you believe in God? And, and I thought Jung was going to fall right off the chair, and he, he <laughs> reprimanded the interviewer. I don't believe, I know. Certain things that we believe in can make a big difference in our life. Adult magic, the magic of optimism. So what if, if through optimism you believed in you, your life, your ability to find happiness? And what if you believed this with all your heart? What do you think would happen? How do you think this would influence you and your life? So what is the magic of optimism? Well, when I work with patients from, from day one, my self-coaching approach is to inject optimism. Where there is none, where there's darkness, optimism is offering the light. First of all, I let people know that I consider emotional struggle to be the work of insecurity. And insecurity is something that we either feed or starve. And as we grow up, we become more insulated and more defensive, if you will. And insecurity more or less directs our life toward trying to control life because we feel vulnerable. So since there is, quote, no magic, end quote, we, we kind of resort to trying to control life or better yet, over control life. So without magic, we are relegated to controlling life. And that takes effort. That's stressful. We worry, worry to control life. We, we avoid to control things. We get compulsive to try and to hold on to things and make things much more manageable. And we stress ourselves. And it's the stress that has the chemical reaction of depleting us. And as we continue to stress and deplete, because we are trying to control life, which isn't a natural thing. Life can't be controlled. But with insecurity, you've told yourself that there's no, uh, no other way. You have to control life or be vulnerable. So you, you control life, you stress yourself. You, you try to live according to keeping the lid on everything. You stress yourself with trying not to be vulnerable by being in control. And the stress depletes valuable chemicals in the brain, balancing emotional chemicals. And we become out of balance, out of sync with our own lives. Sometimes it leads to just a mood or depression or anxiety. But nevertheless, if it becomes chronic and we continue to stress ourselves with the habits of insecurity, the habits of over-controlling life, then we start to live our lives with turmoil, with struggle. So where's the optimism? Well, the optimism is we start out with self-coaching by saying that, you know, this isn't rocket science. It's either a matter of feeding a habit or starving a habit. And my job to teach you my psychology of self-coaching is to teach you what you're doing that feeds insecurity and what you're doing that can starve insecurity. 
and build self-trust. The antithesis of insecurity is self-trust. So with self-trust, of course, then you come to believe in your ability to handle life. And that's primarily what the magic of optimism is. It's your ability to believe that you can handle whatever struggles come your way. Well, maybe you can't optimism yourself out of growing old or getting rid of a disability, but you can become optimistic about handling your life circumstances. And what is the magic of optimism? Well, it's that belief. It's the belief that you are not victimized by your circumstances, that you are not helpless. And the beauty of optimism and the magic of optimism is that you don't have to have all the answers. It's the belief that you will find what you need. There was a, a story I, I, I read once, I'm going to paraphrase because I can't remember it. It was about a, a, a young man was sitting around sulking and a, a monk came along and, and he said to the monk, I'm so sad. I, I, I'm, I just have so many problems. I have problems at home. I have problems with health. I just am so sad about life. Everything is coming apart. I'm so sad. And the monk said, I'll tell you what, I'll give you the answer to happiness, but I'll give it to you tomorrow morning. If you're willing to take these hundred camels that I have and make them all lie down and sleep tonight. Then I will tell you how to be happy and get rid of your problems. And the young man said, of course, I'll take care of the hundred camels and get them all to lie down tonight. So that nighttime came and the young man started to try to get the camels to lie down. He got some to lie down. Some wouldn't cooperate. He would get one to lie down and another would stand up. Some would just naturally lie down on their own when they were fatigued, but always one more would stand up, one would, and this went on all night long. The next morning, the monk came by and said, well, did you get all my camels to lie down? And the boy said, sadly, sir, I did not. Some wouldn't go lie down, some would stand up. And the monk said, well, that's the point in life. One problem arises, one settles down, another pops up. And the lesson of the, the camel tail is that this is life itself. We don't get rid of problems. We solve some problems, but it's a, it's a temporary thing. Life itself is congested with challenges. And I like the word challenge better than, than problems. Because problems connote a kind of victim, in my estimation. So, so with the story of the camels, the challenge was to try to get as many camels to lie down as possible. Some challenges heal themselves. Some challenges dissipate themselves, just like the camels. Some of them just laid down on their own. Some problems require time just like with the camels, where over time, some of the camels just became quiet and tired and laid down. 
some problems just require effort. And sometimes you can get one of those camels to lie down. But the issue is not so much getting all your camels to lie down. Because that's looking at life and saying that I have to control life. Your challenge is to handle whatever camels are in front of you. And I, I, I'm going on with camels here, but I think you get the point. So, so your challenge is to handle those. It's kind of the serenity prayer to handle those things that you can, to know what you can handle and to know the difference and to handle life challenges that are in front of you, to handle them effectively and to recognize that some challenges, maybe you don't have the answer, but with the magic of optimism, you have this conviction in time. I'll find my answers. I'll find my way. That's the magic of optimism. You see, with optimism, you can't be a victim. You could never feel victimized. You see, because you're always allowing yourself to believe that you'll continue along in life, finding what you need to handle life. Now, we can't eliminate problems. Some of those camels just were out of that young man's control. We can't eliminate challenges, but we can have the self-trust to believe that we will handle our challenges. And some, you know, we'll get some of those camels to sleep and some we won't, but we'll handle it either way. And where we don't know what to do, the optimism, the magic of optimism allows you to sleep comfortably knowing with self-trust that sometimes you have to let life unfold. Sometimes the answer has to find you. And I think that's probably one of the most profound things that has ever affected my life. When I started studying my own psychology and giving up control, it was one of the, the mantras that kind of stayed with me is that sometimes it has to find me. And what that means is that sometimes life has to unfold. We don't always have all the variables in front of us. And sometimes we have to let it, the answer, find us. So that's what the magic of optimism is capable of doing. It's capable of giving you the fortitude, the serenity in knowing that you need to just believe in you. You need to risk believing in the magic of optimism. And optimism is an attitude. It's all it is. And with that attitude, you are so much better equipped to handle the ups, the downs, the challenges ahead. All because of optimism. All because of self-trust. You have the resources. You see, you are the end result of two million years of survival instincts. You're a survival machine. You have the instincts, but you have to get all the clutter of overthinking out of the way and trust. You'll find your answers. You'll get some of those camels to lie down. And those that don't lie down, you'll handle it. And in time, some more will lie down and the problems will solve themselves. 
But always, always, you'll know that in any given moment, there's serenity in optimism. Serenity in the belief that you will handle this life without dread and fear and self-doubt and negativity and pessimism. And the magic of optimism allows you to do that. It liberates you from a life of clenched fists, of knots in your stomach, of fearing what's coming around that corner. Because with the magic of optimism, you don't have to know what's coming around that corner. Because you do know that you'll handle it. Whatever it is, you'll handle it. Now, with let's go back to my granddaughter, Elia, and her button. So kids are vulnerable. They don't have what you and I have. They can't cultivate the magic of optimism. They need their magic. They need their teddy bears, their teddy bears to hug at night and other soft toys to snuggle with. It makes them feel less vulnerable. But when we outgrow our childhood world of magic, we can feel naked. We can feel vulnerable and ill-equipped, which is why we adults still need magic, which is why we need the magic of optimism. Remember our definition. Magic is something that has the power to make impossible things happen. And just because something feels impossible doesn't mean it is. When you feel something is impossible, you're a victim. When you feel something is possible, then you're empowered. And before closing today, I just wanted to order, offer a postscript. After seven days of scouring the park, <laughs> I have not found the magical daisy button. And my granddaughter keeps asking, Papa, have you found the button? it's so, so hard not finding that button. I mean, I, I've done a grid search of that park <laughs> and I just can't find it. So I just ordered a bunch of daisy flowers, little buttons. Hopefully Ellie will think they're all magical. I guess, you see, I don't want her to lose the magic and not just yet, because like I said, kids need their magic. They need to not feel vulnerable. But we also need to not feel vulnerable, but not by trying to control life, but by believing, by being optimistic and trusting our resources. So that's it. Find your button and visit my website, selfcoaching.net, where you could learn more about my self-coaching philosophy. So until next time, remember that being victimized by emotional struggle, well, it's not an option. And by definition, victims are powerless. And you are not powerless. So remember, everything's hard until you make it simple. So join me every week. And what do you say we make Believe it simple together? Reach out for your dreams. Don't surrender. There is more than it seems. Hold on and fight. Follow your heart.